digging the crates. Sometimes you gotta dig deep. This is Digging the Crates. I'm Vice Beats. Welcome to the bonus episode for season three of the podcast, brought to you by The Find. The podcast focuses on exploring the art, passion, and culture of hip hop, going beyond the typical questioning and digging deeper into the passions, inspirations, and experiences of those involved in the scene's rich culture, immersing you in the music. This season features intro music by Herma Puma and Jabba the Cut. This episode meets two of the UK's most respected hip-hop podcasters. From two different paths within the scene, the duo combined forces to create one of the finest podcasts covering hip-hop. Having created a Jay-Z series that top charts around the world, they position themselves as ambassadors for the hip-hop scene at large. With Chris Mitchell, aka Kinetic, talking from the standpoint of an MC with a journalism degree, and Summit having long been involved in hip-hop journalism as the founder of Hip Hop Chronicle, they are undoubtedly two of the most passionate fans and contributors to the music we all love that I've met to date. This is Digging the Crates with Breaking Atoms. And now for our feature presentation. All right, here, here we go. Hey, yo, we about to tear it up. One, two, one, two. This is Chris Mitchell, a.k.a. the actual factual one half of the Breaking Atoms podcast. Yo, this is Summit, one half of the Breaking Atoms podcast. And you are checking out Digging the Crates with my brother, extended family, good peoples, vice beats on the fine mag check it out it's where you get the source the main source vice beats big up bless respect every time breaking atoms welcome to digging the crates it's good to have you guys here how you both doing very well very well thank you for having us yeah i'm good i'm good i'm really excited because i i listen to the pod often so it's, it's nice it's nice that someone's asked us to be here yes yes <laughs> of course man of course of course so you are breaking atoms, but at the same time, it'd be good if you could just initially break down a little bit about what each of you do. I mean, I think you're familiar with me. I, I, um, I'm still a musician. People are asking me if I, if I rap anymore because I'm just podcasting it up. So, you know, I like to call myself, I'm a creative in the sense that, you know, I create music. So um, numerous albums, shout out to Imperial, T1, Kaiser, who I work with closely. You can hear some of my music on TV shows like Match of the Day. Um, the Undateables, WWE Raw, which was a nice surprise when it showed up on my on my royalty statement, and you know, uh, sync licensing is, is how I is how I make a decent chunk of, of my income when I when I'm not podcasting. Um, I'm a regular guy, you know. You might find me in the park eating chicken wings with a Ribena. That's who I am. Um, I'm a massive wrestling fan, so yeah, yeah. Monday Night Raw, Ring of Honor, AEW, all of that. I never grew up. Um, I'm still a child. So yeah, that's what I do, man. I'm just a, a regular creative. I've got big dreams and very little budget. And that's, and that's who I am. And I'm the co-host of Breaking Atoms, AKA the actual factual, which is the name that Summit gave me. Yes, yes, that's the name. I have a passion for detail and I have the craziest memory. Like I remember things you're not supposed to remember. Like I should be a policeman. Like I could see you maybe 15, 20 years ago and I can see you 20 years later and I remember a face and a name. So. I am the actual factual, nice. and there is no other. Sounds good, man. That's, that's quite an intro. You, you've got to, man. I watch wrestling, innit? I told you. <laughs> I watch wrestling. So you've got to be grand with the intros, innit? Bret Hart, the greatest of all time, called himself the, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, innit? So I've got to keep the same energy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's like the like the woo with all of their their various names, and if you if you don't have about fifteen aliases, you ain't. Oh come on, I got a woo Gambino name as well. We just had it on the pod, man. Larry Gambino. You know it's what true. I mean? That's me, bro. <laughs> come on now. One two one two. It's Imperial and Kinetic once again. I have to stop saying once again because I make it sound like we keep coming and going. Anyway, this time I got a good friend of mine from across the pond. 
He goes by the name of A1. Don't sleep. Let's do this. I can't rock rhyme and reason. We're making something from nothing. Something from nothing. If you don't know what thing about the culture. We're making something from nothing. Something from nothing. I can't rock rhyme and reason. We're making something from nothing. Something from nothing. Focus on the positive. We're making something from nothing because of hip hop. I was a nice at sports and music was my life support And I considered it my wife of sorts I was worthy with the verbiage and hype to talk Then I was taught to write my thoughts They became a witty mix of wise retorts and slights of course On occasion I got an arbra, but that's what made me sharper If rapping in was happening I had to win A rapper God forbid I ever blight the cause I was taught to do it for the art And pour my heart into the craft Stay original and always sport a watermark And frauds were sparked to heckles I was taught to study the pioneers Too many to mention but then why I'm here Adoration, they get the lion's share plus props And that's whether they're from yesteryear or just dropped I found myself by finding something else The lesson I was taught is that my value didn't come from wealth We're making something from nothing cause of hip hop Yeah, so uh, I am the other co-host of the Breakouts podcast My name's Summit. Um My entry into the game began with a, a blog site So I started Hip Hop Chronicle in 2008 Ran until 2012, where I was just documenting the culture both here and across the world. Um, it kind of taught me everything about entrepreneurship, you know, made money out of it. We had a business, traveled the world because of it, and interviewed some of my favorite, you know, rappers, singers. You know, it taught me a lot. Took a break and then, you know, went to digital marketing, got some skills, learned about life, and come back with Breaking Atoms, where we, you know, again, we're documenting the culture. We're breaking things down to the very last compound, and um, you know something that we're very proud of, and you know we're we're both very happy to be on platforms like yours because this is it, it's it, there's something there's a there's a synergy there's a there's a correlation between what we do, and I think for us to build a community and to build forward and to and to grow together to progress together, which is kind of my my biggest thing is we progress together. In order to do that, we have to have this kind of conversation. But for me, I'm. I'm just a journalist, I guess. I'm a journalist. I'm a podcast. I'm a producer. I'm, I'm the plug. I'm the. I'm an A and R. I'm, I'm. I'm the guy who connects everyone. I'm the guy who goes, "Ooh, that'll be good for this person." Um, and behind yeah. the scenes, just been doing things and, and working. And even when I took a break, I was still um, connecting the dots. So, yeah, that's just me. I, I think you can definitely take the just out of that, really, can't you? I mean, it's it's that that list of things within that. I mean, they've their their clout. <laughs> it's. Uh, and it's crazy what you guys have achieved so far as well. I mean, just with breaking atoms alone, like the caliber of guests that you guys are doing, but also the production value as well. And it's great. I mean, especially it seems like more recently, you're you're taking that preface of hip hop and then really reaching into different aspects of the culture. How did you both initially meet? Like, what was the, the link up? So um, it's it's a weird story actually. So Summit mentioned um, the Hip Hop Chronicle which is I will always give Summit and that platform the, the, the most amount of props because he featured some of my music on his blog and what really stood out to me at the time it, it was no politics and no messing around I sent him some music he liked the music he put it on his blog I'm like hey this is refreshing it's simple um, <laughs> he went to New York on one of his journeys um, he was out there doing some hip hop chronicle stuff and my best friend, who was my best man at my wedding two years ago, was working at SRC with Steve Rifkin. So him and Summit crossed paths. They were doing some stuff, and I think Summit will tell you the story better than I can. And he's like, oh, you know, my man Kinetic in London. And Summit was like, oh, yeah, I featured him on the site. And he was like, yeah, man, that's my guy, you know. And then he just made the connection that way. And like, you know, me and Summit, been, we've been rocking ever since, you know. Um, we've gotten closer personally and professionally in recent years, but we've always just kept a line of communication. You know, for the last the last decade, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, we've we've had lunch together. We've been in the studio together. The biggest flex he ever did on me, though, I will share this story. I was in the office one day, right? In the office, right? <laughs> he calls me. He's like, Chris, I got Odyssey, right? I need I need to interview Odyssey, right? But I know you know Odyssey. You you love his music. Will you do the interview for me? I said of course of course so me being the guy i am no no research needed i just asked odyssey all the questions i wanted to ask him he brings odyssey to my office 
Like, so the day's over, I'm ready to jump on the central line, suit and tie, Odyssey, Summit, just roll up to the office. We sit in the, in the little dining <laughs> area, we did an interview and we went to Nando's afterwards. So, um, and Summit's the reason why I got Odyssey on my album. So, um, yeah, like he says, man, he's definitely the, the dot connector. We've, we've been rocking for a decade. Um, we are similar as we as much as we are different, and um, yeah, I just um, yeah value his 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 friendship, his business acumen, and um, yeah, as much as I don't like him, he's um, he's a decent guy, you know. Yeah, clear. just to be clear, I don't like him. I don't like. Just him. to be clear, I think <laughs> I, I don't I think, like him. I think um, just to further on to that, I think Hip Hop Chronicle was such a wonderful thing for me because it allowed me to meet so many people who are still in my life today. And um, if anything about the music industry and what Hip Hop Chronicle taught me, it taught me about people skills and meeting different types of people and opening my eyes and different perspectives. So as, as Chris mentioned, Jameson, um, who's, um, who again, someone that I didn't know from Diddley Squat and I liked his music, featured him and we built a rapport and it was just one of those things. It, it didn't have to be like, oh, you're my friend, so I'm going to feature you. It's like, no, I actually messed with the music. And, and the same with Chris. And I think the, the Odyssey Flex is funny. Because, you know, I think for me, it's, we are hip-hop, me and Chris, yourself included, Vice. We are part of this culture. We grew up in it. Some of us have, have gone more deeper into it and knee-deep into it. And some of us are, 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 are like, actual factual. But some of us are, you know, learning about it. And part of that is peace, love, and having fun. And that's what everything we do is all about. So when we, when we talk about, when we talk to people of the culture, from fashion to CEOs, to label owners, to rappers, to producers, to managers, what we're trying to really convey is this whole idea of peace, love and having fun. And it's KRS, because he is the teacher. And I think that what we've been, we've been really blessed, and you'll hear this a lot throughout this whole interview that we do with you, is that we're very blessed that we've been able to see through that, experience that, and now give back to the culture and to the fans across the world who tune in every single week. Um, and that's that's important. And I'm, I'm a big believer of building community. I'm a big believer of giving people opportunity. And actually, if someone's better for the job, give it to them. Because in the long run, that will serve you better. Um, and I think it's also about good karma, but also just doing what's right. Because something that comes so pure, such as hip-hop, which came out of struggle, we can't afford to, to mess around with it as much. So, I mean, you mentioned the Odyssey interview, but how did the two of you first start collaborating? I mean, was that the very first thing or what was the, the first more formal thing that happened? I, I was thinking about this the other day and I can't remember how the whole podcast thing came up. I think the seeds of Breaking Atom were sown way before we realised. So we would meet up for lunch. Like, I'm talking two, three, four years before we even turned the microphone on. So we would always meet up for lunch. Um, we both worked in marketing at the time, so we would meet up, share ideas, experiences, and just kind of, I think, offer support to each other in that way. Um, you know, even with my wife, Summit was one of the first people who I told I was seeing this person. And, you know, we just we were just building that way. And, um, yeah, lots of lots of lunch, lunch dates. You know, lots of pasta was eaten. Yep. And I, I think... I just think that I was going to start a podcast and he was going to start a podcast. So we just decided, like, why don't we just do one together? Because, you know, it was originally Breaking Atoms wasn't just a hip hop podcast. It was more about life experiences, tips, advice for creatives, etc. Um, so we were literally just recording the conversations we were having over lunch, but in podcast form. So eventually it evolved into a hip hop podcast because that's both you know where our passions lie um even though they spread out of the culture but you know we, we, we exist within the culture and um yeah i just remember it was january 2018 we booked a studio session we had one microphone somebody had the sofa i had the hard chair you know like the chairs they have on monday night raw the hard ones yeah, yeah, yeah. so i had to sit on that one and um we did an episode the wire versus the sopranos <laughs> we looked at how both shows explore themes of violence family sexuality a whole bunch of things it was an hour and 50 minutes we That's had right. no idea what we were doing we didn't even know how to upload a podcast and um we've learned on the job we've worked it out and three years later you know we're here rocking but i literally cannot remember the discussion of us saying let's start a podcast it just feels like we're here I can't remember that exact moment, which is which is a damn shame because I was telling you at the beginning how great my memory was, 
and I can't yeah, remember yeah. this part. So this is trash. Up, upstairs, upstairs of Vapiano's Oxford Circus. That's right. Is where that discussion bore fruit. It was like, hey, we. I think both me and Chris are are very good at being um, forward thinking and jumping on things before they take off. I just didn't do a podcast because I was still stuck in my I don't want to do nothing music related, I don't do nothing music related. But I always knew I wanted to do it because, you know, podcasting is akin to radio and I love radio and the medium of radio. So it only made sense. And I just think, you know, there was there was a there was a reason why we didn't go hip or hip hop to begin with. It's because we can do it quite easily. It's not it's not a, an ego thing, it's just like we talk rap all day, it's okay. What we wanted to do is try to do something different but it came a point where we just looked at it and went you know yeah. what let's give the people what they want if people want us to talk about rapping but we'll do it in our own way in our own spin hence the reason why I'm the potty mouth of the south and hence the reason why <laughs> Chris is uh, the actual factual because sometimes and in, market, in marketing we always get it wrong we always think yeah we should do it this way but that's what A-B testing is about that's what testing learns about that's about learning on the job but also learning about yourself to go what works and what doesn't work and sometimes the simplest thing is the easiest thing the right thing to do and we just and we just you know we we went into third gear and we've still got a few more gears to go up. Mm-hmm. I want to add something as well, like the whole reason why I even started podcasting because I was in a very dark place before I started doing that. So I had been made redundant from my job. Um, my father-in-law had passed. The deposit for my flat had just gone through, and I was engaged. So you've got all these life milestones going on, and I had this crisis, like how on earth am I going to do this so I, th- I went into a really dark place you know a lot of depression and anxiety and some really really dark thoughts um, and I remember being on the sofa I was watching wrestling and I was literally calling the spots like this guy's gonna do this this guy's gonna do that this is gonna happen and my wife was like how do you know this stuff and I said to her it's because I've been watching it for like 20 plus years she was like you know a lot of useless details about a whole bunch of things you should start a podcast and the ori- one of the original names for Breaking Atoms was Useless Details. So um, that's why I got into podcasting, because I needed something creative to throw myself into. And I can honestly say, three years later, you know, in the same way that MF Doom was the second act for Zev Love X, podcasting is the second act for me. And it's literally saved my life. And for the first time in such a long time, I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. Oh, that's awesome, man. I mean, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Like the power that can, can come from... I guess a spawn of an idea but also just like you say just those open conversations and seeing where they evolve and it's amazing seeing how it turns into those kind of things and it I mean talking about podcasts it does seem like there's quite a few podcasts where they're almost that where you're catching a conversation and it's and you don't quite know where it started or where it ends and it's just a glimpse and I mean for, for example like the like the whole kind of midnight concept that's going on at the moment with Dave Chappelle. Midnight miracle. It's kind of capturing that moment, isn't mm. it? And it's it's amazing, like the I guess the life that that can give you, and the energy that can give you when you're in the right place at the right time with the right people, and just having good conversation. And I mean that mm. that's that yeah, seems totally. seems really apparent with the two of you that. It, it seems like the passion just oozes from those conversations. I mean, it's, it's clear that Summit needs to be some form of speaker that's uh, getting out there and uh, giving motivation to the world. But yeah, it's, uh, it's good. But I mean, it's, it's interesting, like the dynamism that the two of you have got. And it's kind of that, I guess, that perfect balance, really, where you've got different approaches, but it fits. I think, I th- I think speaking of Dave Chappelle, he, uh, he talks about it one of his stand-up comedy shows about um, bands sometimes people got to take the lead some people sometimes people got to play brass and I think what we are both adult mature um, and communicated enough to go hey man you're going to take the lead on this we're going to take the lead and, and we know that and I think that works I think I think being aware of yourself does help in this in these situations especially when there's more than one of you um, and being I guess empathetic um, and, and also just being aware of hey someone's going through this I'll help here and all that but that I think I think it's you know to hear that from you is, is very humbling and like I said we're very grateful we are very grateful you know vibe music podcasting anything with voice is about vibrations 
and so to have people that tune in to listen to us talk to some of their favorite artists or pe- favorite people but the fact that tuning in to hear us from across the world is everything because they're tuning in for the vibe they're tuning in for the vibrations they're tuning in for the frequency and we can't forget that um so much love to everyone so i mean on that tip in terms of the guests that you've had on today is there a guest that you have either individually or collectively got that is your favorite based on the knowledge that they've given you or something that you've understood from them that either otherwise you weren't aware of or that you just felt like it actually really embedded and made a difference to you in some way that's a good question it's <laughs> a very good Thanks. question there are a couple i think um there's one that will be released when this comes out uh it's the return of tracy lee that episode is phenomenal for me being biased don't know how everyone will view it when they hear it but for me it's phenomenal because we don't really talk hip-hop in that episode okay it's actually about three grown-ass men talking about life and talking about the the and just talking about milestones in life because you know tracy is 50 years old and he's got a book and an album and and we're talking about what affects you know black and uh, asian and, and and ethnic minority communities and how we can build upon that and how do we progress further it's not a it's not a rap conversation actually a life conversation and that for me being biased was incredible i think um a fan of the show and someone that we've just grown a relationship with the skills skills we didn't know anyone we didn't know from squat we didn't i didn't i didn't know skills we just reached out today hey, we want you on the pod he was like bet let's yeah. do it and from that we had a very honest frank conversation um, I revealed some confessions about hip hop that I shouldn't have done in you know in any point <laughs> of my life, but but that was it. But Skills has been a, a big supporter of ours, and and he's gone out of his way to help us. And I think I think that's a testament because he before before our conversation, before the 50 minutes we turned the mics on, he didn't know us. But from that, just the energy, the vibes, he you know we connected, and that was great because what we learned from Skills is he's a really good storyteller. Yeah, and he's got a Incredible. lot of history in the game. Um, and yeah, it just it, the respect levels went high. I'm that guy, yeah, I'm that fly. Try me, why? I'm like big and best style. Yeah, go ahead, try. We let the dead die, and we've been getting over. Y'all just getting by. Yeah, another one. Fuck you running from playground shit. Whip your ass till your brother come. The soul back, I'm in a pimp stroll hat. Got the van in the back. Hey, can I get a soul clap? Hold up, nah, they ain't even ready for it. I've been sick, nigga, in and out of bed before. And you can trust everything is alright. Yeah, we just got here, but we in it all night. What? Yeah, I think for me, definitely the first Tracy Lee interview we did. Because Tracy Lee, his first album meant so much to me when I was 16 years old. It was one of those cheat code albums. Like, oh, you know the Tracy Lee album? Yeah, okay, we're friends now. So to sit down with Tracy Lee. 11 p.m. at night and just talk to him about my experiences and go into depth and then to have him at the end say how old are you and I told him he's like I'm thoroughly impressed you know this album back to front that really validated me in a way and that was the first time I'm like oh snap I'm actually a journalist (laughs) even though I've got a journalism degree that I never put to use um that was great because it was just a one-on-one conversation i had no idea he even streamed it on ig while it was happening and summit was watching and young guru was watching as well i'm like oh snap (laughs) so it was like i had some important eyes watching and i wasn't aware but in some ways that kind of meant it was just me and him having a, a very private conversation in public so that was really good um oc oc was a big one shout out to oc because i feel in many ways he was our first big name guest that's right and what he did, I think he validated our, our, our podcast and gave us a certain uh, degree of credibility. So we could go to people afterwards and say, hey, we had on OC. So from OC, you've got, we've had Mike Geronimo, Apollo Brown, Jake One. Um, I'm missing a few. There's, there's loads. We've had Capadonna. And, you know, I just think OC really helped um, plant that seed. And him being my favorite rapper as well, on the screen, drinking his tea just talking to us like we're his equals we had an hour booked with him and we ended up speaking for like two and a half, two and a half hours he was right. like no keep going no, I, I enjoyed this conversation 
and I noticed on Instagram afterwards he started pulling out old photos and so I remember this I remember that and people were coming up to me like yo I reckon your interview did that not taking credit but um yeah OC just to know that someone of his caliber and his and his longevity took the time out to speak to us and treat us as equals and peers and just be so down to earth that was that was dope and yeah shout out to summit for booking that i remember when he sent me the, the confirmation and oc's name was on the email and he's like sure i'd love to be involved and i'm just like, what? like what? What's, what's, what's going on here you know so no those those were two interviews that re- that really stand out to me and the tracy the interview that summit mentioned is, is it's it's life advice and i think that's really important we spoke about wills um health insurance um, generational wealth all that kind of stuff you know it's about adding value to people's life in a way that's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be music related all the time you lack the minerals and vitamins Irons in the niacin Fuck who did I affair Rappers sit back I'm about to begin Bow foul talk your squall Never even walk the wall More or less destined to get tested Never been arrested My album will manifest Many things that I saw Did or heard about Or told first hand Never word of mouth What's in the future For the fusion in the change Your rappers are in danger Who will use wits to be a remainder When the missile is aimed To blow you out of the frame Some will keep their limbs in Some will be maimed The same suckers with the gab about Killer instincts will turn bitch you know and damn what they lack in this division the kind of soa cracking your head with a four by four realize sucker i'll be the coming like noah always simmer you down perpetrating facade and what you consider an image to me this is just a scrimmage i feel i'm stoned not cause of papa where my cap cock the more emotion i put into it the harder i rock those who pose lyrical but really ain't true i feel chris is absolutely on point with that the oc thing set everything off yeah and again a supporter of the show now someone that you know it's what's up homie now it's a yeah, what's up homie kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. it's uh you know <laughs> tell, tell 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 your mans i said what's up it's yeah, like he that he called me and, his mans i love that <laughs> yeah yeah and and I, and I think and i think again it's a testament to to the energy and the research we do because yes we do live this but we also do our research and we and we and people can see that you know when you're when you're dealing with high caliber MCs you know people at OC some you know one of the greatest MCs to ever grace the microphone for him to have that and to see that if we wanted to get OC on the podcast next week he would come purely based on that if Apollo Brown wanted to if Jake Wan Lyric Jones Shea Noir Mm. The list goes on and on. Mike Geronimo, he personally told me that he really enjoyed our interview because it, it, it gave him an insight into, into a perspective that he had never seen before. Again, that's a testament to, to the actual factual, to, to me. And, and Chris did an amazing job with that first Tracy Lee interview. It was a really proud thing to, to see. Also, I want to add, um, Dar Adams was a really, a really important interview because he's such a credible voice. So he's someone who I respect a lot. I was really, I was really nervous. Um, when we did that interview just because I'm like don't get this wrong because this man this man does not play games but on the final episode of his podcast Dart Against Humanity he was talking about how he's going to be moving on to different things and that other podcasters are doing a better job of it than he is (laughs) and he mentioned Dad Bod Rap Pod he mentioned um, what had happened was and he mentioned Breaking Atoms bro I dropped my phone (laughs) <laughs> I dropped my phone I broke the screen Just to hear Dar Adams say Breaking Atoms I took, um, I took a video I sent it to Summit That was the most incredible feeling yeah. It was like Oh man our hard work Has actually paid yeah, off Yeah for sure So that was dope Shout out to Dar Adams Oh that's awesome So I've been bringing it Way back for you guys And I'm, I'm really intrigued with this Because I mean You've spoken to so many people And you've cited so many artists As influences But what was both of your first entries into hip-hop like who were the first people that you listened to where not necessarily the first tracks but the things where you know it was that moment of yes i get it this is me for me it was like 92 so i was in primary school so you know what it was i was a really awkward kid Um, my brother was about 18 months older than me and i call it the playground hierarchy so as a young kid I was trying to impress the older kids so I wasn't very good at sport but I knew I was good with words like you know growing up in church I could say Nebuchadnezzar at the age of eight like I, like, I could read the scriptures like <laughs> boom 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 light work um I heard MC Hammer you can't touch this so that's like I call it my one night stand 
that's when I kind of like, oh, this is head over heels. I'm about to have fun. So yeah, you can't touch this. Crisscross jump was a big influence on me to see young kids who were of the same age or a similar age do it to that kind of level. That really, really inspired me. Um, I started dancing. We had like dance class, not dance class, dance club. So we used to clear the tables at school and turn the classrooms into like a dance floor. <laughs> and um, I'd start dancing. I wrote my first rap when I was age nine. It was absolutely awful. You still got it. Um, I, I, I remember it. I remember it. Um, <laughs> but how did it go? It goes, school is hype and that's what I like. There's maths, there's writing, there's history. And how can I forget geography? That was my first rap. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was terrible. But, you know, I, I stuck at it. And um, 94, I'll never forget, it was French class. Right before French class, Chris Scott and Danny Hall, two of my friends in school, they gave me a tape. Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. And I took it home. And the tra- I'll never forget, the track listing was all wrong. They named the songs based on what they wanted to call it. <laughs> so Tears was called After, because the sample says After. So they called it After. And I took it home. And bro, when I heard this, I'm like, yo. Just a skit with Method Man, you know, like he goes, he the rebel lioness, you know, he sit there, see you sit there, know you lying, and see you play yourself and all that, and he the inspector, and he the rebel. I learned the whole skit the next day. I came into school and I'm like, yo, 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 boom, 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 boom. And I've just been, I've just been in it, like, ever since, man, just trying to soak up as much as I can. Um, you know, early 2000s, got my first computer. Then I just fell into the whole forums, internet, message board, discovered little brother, Justice League. Cunning linguist, come on, you, you, we, we've had com- yeah, we've had conversations. Sure. So it's been a lifelong love affair of of different phases, but it definitely started back in '92 with MC Hammer and Crisscross. Nice man. So it, my earliest memory is dog food. Um, so my brother had a TDK cassette of, and I've still got it. There. I've got it here. I've, I'm going to keep that forever. So. Um, he wasn't at home, so I sneaked into the room because he had the he had the he had the big sound system, um, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And it's dog food. I remember I remember seeing NWA, but it was the dog food cassette that I put into the deck and started playing it. I didn't really understand it; I was too young. And then slowly, you know, there was Nas and the World Is Yours was the was a big one because he says Gandhi, and I'm an Indian guy from Southall, so that just piqued my interest. Said the you know said the Dampy watching Gandhi till I'm charged. Um, and then it kind of rolled into kind of Jay-Z, Tupac, you know, that kind of era of All Eyes on Me and um, uh, Machiavelli, all of that. But for, for my, I mean, my entry into music generally was actually reggae. Okay. So dub plates and reggae was a massive thing on our state because one, we grew up around a stone's throw from Tudor Rose uh, and South Community Centre where Jarshaka and Abishanta used to play and all my friends were older yeah. so they're the guys who used to go go over there on a Friday night on a Saturday night so my entry into, into music in general would have been dubs, roots, reggae, burning spit all of that and then I kind of found hip hop and, and that's only because I had older siblings because they were getting everything right they were just they were they, we had everything we had HMV imports and then I would start going to HMV and, and buying the imports myself I think it was a it was a Friday or Thursday I think I can't remember the Thursday or Friday where the, the imports would come in and you'd buy that and you'd buy the cassette the vinyl <laughs> and you might and there might be the, you might buy the remixes like I remember buying Tony Braxton you're making me high you had the you had the original you had Maxi the remixes <laughs> right 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 and so and it, and it just grew from there right so through to high school and like, like Chris said when, when we got into the Kazar you know era you know Napstar all that Kazar was my thing I didn't really reuse Napstar Kazar and, and Lime wire where we just consume so much music in mp3 and then right through to the blog era and again it's just it's just something that i've been part of and you know i had to do a lot of research going back i'm not going to sit here in front and go yeah i knew everything i still don't know everything but i i i was i was fortunate enough that i had people that i would consider ogs in music that said here is a curriculum of albums that you need to listen to and study before you even call yourself Hip Hop Chronicle. And I did that and I listened to that. And then, you know, I discovered Kane, who never good leaves my top five, period. He's, Kane is is the best. He is the best, period. I love Kane. Kane is someone who I'd love to, um, when, I, when we do speak to him, because that will happen, um, I will tell him that when I have a problem at work, if I'm feeling like, you know, what we call writer's block, 
I listen to Kane like other people listen to classical music to get me out of that vibe. And it helps me get into the vibe. Listen to Raw, listen to any of the eight and a half stepping. It's that. And, you know, that my my journey for with, with hip-hop will always continue. It'll always be a thing. And I think the point to make, I want to make, is that for anyone, young or old, it doesn't matter what age you are, music is about discovery. So, yeah, you might have been outside, you may have been old enough, but you may have discovered this album. It doesn't matter. That's what this this is what this whole journey is about. It's yeah, about discovery sure. and finding things and and finding at the right time in 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 your in in the point in the point you are in your life. At least not with the principle in this pedigree. So when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready to die because you're petty. You're just a butter knife. I'm a machete. This ain't my Genshu. Wait until when you try the front so I can chop into your body. Just because you try to be basing. Friday the 13th, I'ma play Jason. No type of joke, that game, puzzle, or riddle. The name is Big Daddy, yes, big, not little, so define it. Here's your walking papers, sign it, and take a walk. As the cane start to talk, cuz. on on the podcast a number of times Summit, that you you come from a perspective of the journalist aspect but that you you yourself don't make music but have you actually ever attempted to like rhyme or make beats or dj or i absolutely vice i got some i got some beats for you I, <laughs> you know uh, chris chris go ghost written a, a a blogger disc i did back in the day that got us some attention when i had rita aura and labyrinth video he, he, um, I did. We did another one where um, this is lost. This is this is lost, but um, and it's sad because um, rest in peace, Mac Miller. I interviewed Mac Miller a day after the Watch the Throne um, show in London. My voice was completely sore, and uh, I interviewed Mac for when he, you know, through Universal. And um, when I said who I was, he was like, "Oh, you were the first person to ever post me over here. Much love to you." And I had recorded a second blogger disc. Uh, the first one's over the motto, Drake, and the second one's over Stay Scheming. And Mac Miller, is a, it doesn't exist anymore, but I had Mac Miller in the video. I did a video of Mac Miller dissing, dissing bloggers <laughs> and he was all for it. Um, so, of course, when, 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 you're, when, you're part of, um, when you're part of a culture, uh, for some people it's a religion, when you're part of this, you're going to dabble into graffiti. You're going to dabble into breakdancing. I can't breakdance. I can dance, but I can't yeah. breakdance. Um, you're going to dabble into rhyming. I'm, t- I'm awful. I'm terrible. But part of that was a journey of just discovering myself. So it wasn't I wanted to be a rapper. I never wanted to be yeah. a rapper. Producing, maybe. But that's because I like to sometimes be behind the scenes. It took a lot for me to, to be in front of the scenes because I just don't feel like that's me. I think there's more talented people out there that could be frontline and, and, and be better. And I'd rather help those people get ahead. Um, so absolutely, I've got, I've done, I've done remixes of the Office theme song. Like I've done, I have these moments, these bursts of energy, where I'll just get uh, reason or, or logic, uh, and then just make a couple of beats, and net, and that's it. Some draft beats, but that's it. For me, I've got to play my position. But part of that is just exploring creativity. You just never know what door or what chamber it will unlock. On that tip, so just a real quick question: Where does the beat for Breaking Atoms come from? Who produced that? So that was produced by a um, friend of the show and, and I call him a brother now, that's Imperial. Oh, okay, so nice. he, I, I worked, I've worked closely with him over the last, it's coming up to like seven years. So one day he was just, he just sent me an email, he's like, here's, here's your theme music, boom, here you go. <laughs> it, it was literally like that. So um, yeah, shout out to Imperial. He, he listens to the show, he knew what vibe we needed and um, he literally just sent me an email, said, here's, here's your theme music. Nice. Go forth, be great, you know? So. <laughs> That's what awesome. we did. Yeah, shouts to Imperial, man. Break for break, break for break, get down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. Summit, when you were talking about blogger disses and that whole period, I mean, like, it it does seem like there was a, a unique energy, especially in the UK with hip-hop, where there was obviously yourself doing your thing and we've, we've touched on it before but like you know things like Hip Hop Hype Dog and a few different blogs that were were kind of really trying to push the ticket whereas like 
there, like you say, I think there was very few people who were letting artists in the door, and there was that that real sense of, oh no, 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 you you don't know so and so, you don't know so and so, or you haven't passed this test, or no, you can't jump that high. And then yeah, there was people like yourselves who were like, well, good music's good music, and it's it's just interesting seeing seeing that evolution, and I think that's that's what makes what you guys are doing special because you you both brought that aspect i think chris your side because in part you've experienced that as an artist so you're aware of that and mm. you know to, to be honest like the harm that can do to artists like we all know artists who are brilliant and they quit because they just can't break through those doors and they can't manage it and it's like i think yeah. i think that's the thing isn't it it's like the it is you you said it at the start really i think it's that culture and that unity the is being brought together and it's interesting the way that just the world of podcasts is actually starting to create its own subculture within our culture that we love and turning it into right. something really unique in the way that right you know there's there's no ban on it it's not like with instagram where music gets cut off it's not like with facebook where things get shut down it's 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 not even like necessarily when you're in gigs and it's like right that's that's cut off at 11 o'clock or keep the noise down it's this kind of world that's being created within our environment and it's like you can take mm. hip-hop wherever you are and really dig deep yeah you you mentioned about you know like artists and not being recognized like you know i, I felt that way for years man like it always bothered me that I could jump on a plane, go to California and have people recognise me in California and I come back to London and it's like, you're nobody. Yeah. Um, so shout out to that random guy who, who saw me on the train one night and called me a legend. <laughs> Respect to you. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're breaking out. One thing that we're, we're, we're passionate about, we don't chase names. We're not here to just say, get this person on because eyes are going to be on this person and it's going to push us up the charts. We care about the stories. Yeah. So if you look at who we've had on this show, like we've had people that can, you, some people, hip hop heads too, would walk past them on the street because they may not know who they are. Um, we've had everyone from A&Rs to photographers to, to writers. For us, it's about the stories and we call it the ecosystem of hip hop and we're trying to connect the dots because unfortunately, a lot of people want to focus on the names on the top of the CD. For sure. You know, you pick any album out of your shelf now, there's a whole bunch of names, a whole bunch of contributors that made that happen, you know? So we're trying to connect all those dots and recognize people and, and, and highlight the value in stories. And I think, yeah, like you said, that's almost a subculture in itself. You've got to be wired a certain way to appreciate these stories. It's not, I mean, it's, it's a known thing with hip hop that a lot of people will say, you know, it's not really in the history books. And obviously it's, it's one of those things where it is a key part of culture for a lot of people and it's a defining, element really you know i i personally know that i i was just the weird kid that didn't quite fit in and couldn't quite find my music and couldn't quite find my people and then i heard hip-hop and it was like i get it now i understand this this is where i'm supposed to be and it's like it's yeah for sure you're right it is important and it it is mad when you look at the impact that some of these people have had and it's it's really nice that idea that those people are being being kind of shone a light on yeah. So I mean, on on that yeah. tip of shining light on personal heroes to you guys, us, the broader scene. I mean, on on your side, Chris. I mean, who who was the first hero that you got to work with as a rhymer? I mean, so as a lyricist, who who were you like? How's this happen? What? Um, it's got to be Odyssey. Working with Odyssey because sitting in the office with Odyssey and I played him a song and a video, and you know what this man said to me. He goes, I've seen this. I know you. I said, you what? Summit was there. He's like, you know you can, you know you can rap, right? And I'm just like, hold on. This is the guy that I heard on the Magnificent. This yeah. is, this is low budget. This is Odyssey. This and it was just before his first album on Metal Music Group came out. So it was a, you know, his stars just gone upwards since then. So mm. he was right on the cusp, and he was like, yeah, I'll do a song with you, no problem. And we did the song, and people always said oh you know what it sounds like you guys wrote it together like you were in the studio together like it's it's lightning in a bottle for me and um that was the first time i really felt like yeah you're on that level now chris maybe not in terms of visibility but you can rhyme next to these people 
and it's not like who is that guy yeah or fast forward it's like who is that guy so that was the first time and um recently i've just done a song with sky zoo so me sky zoo and kaiser me right in the middle and then um yeah we handle business on that so that song coming out soon that song is coming out soon but it's got to be it's got to be odyssey and again summit summit made that happen and i think that's an important part in my journey like okay can you really play with the big boys you got all these bars about how good you are how nice you are prove it now and i think i think i proved it and that song on, in terms of streams is like one of my mo- my most popular songs so definitely yeah, proud of that sure. one get involved in the conversation use the hashtag dtc podcast ladies and gentlemen welcome to the newest edition of what you've been missing odyssey on the rhymes my brother kinetic shout out to imperial on the beat I feel at home even when it wrong I do what Odyssey does and that is what I condone I get my shop on in Stockholm, I love the gear The winter's tough but I'm in love with spending summers here Another give on the road, another set of shows I'm looking forward to seeing some places I don't get to go BC for the pine trees, no kind please On the lakefront with the mountain viewers behind me in Croatia off the Adriatic I'm mixing business with my pleasure I wrote this rhyme as I ate a salad Healthy habits as a traveler You gotta keep sickness Creeps like a phantom when the weather keeps Changing on you from Auckland to Oakland from Austria to Australia Hot to cold in I'm inspired by the cities I'm in I take a photo with my music You can hear it within uh. I travel a map so I, so, I, so I learn to adapt I travel a map I'm in another time zone I travel a map So I, so I, so I learn to adapt I travel a map I'm in another time zone Bringing it back to the podcast Have you found that there's any guests where they've been different to what you originally perceived them being? Are there any people in particular who are quite surprised by that? Yeah, there, there, there were a few I think, um I think sometimes, I don't, I don't want to speak for Chris all, uh, all, but sometimes I'd like to go in without expectations. Sometimes I have expectations, but sometimes I have no expectations because I just want to take it wherever it takes us. I think Jay Alexander Martin from FUBU definitely just surprised yeah. us. I just didn't re- I just wasn't really expecting just absolutely yeah absolutely and um, I just I just wasn't really expecting that. I think Apollo Brown I wasn't expecting whatsoever I was going to mention that one um, Apollo it just it was different man like, he was like he was one of us the thing I keep saying to Chris a lot about when we do interviews with people was they're one of us yeah. mm. like we're, we're part of this if we were outside we're part of this community like Carl Lamar the Billboard um hip-hop editor for billboard another one like i that that guy i will mess i will i will support him till 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 forever just because when i when we spoke to him and prior to that had not spoken to him which is we want him on the show he said absolutely and i just loved his energy and i loved how he how he approached his craft how he approached his music and i wasn't expecting that and i think i think the wonderful thing about what we're doing is, and while it's virtual, and you know we're getting to a place where we can you know be outside, but we are we are really blessed to to meet people from across the world, from different parts of the world, and just like, oh my God, we're all we're all one in the same big house. I'm sorry if I'm listing all the names, but big house from 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 Dubai. Um, I, I mean, again, what a what a what an energy. I just like I like this guy's energy. We should have him on the pod. And Chris is like, yeah, let's get him. And again. So, and it's there's this there's this theme that runs through something like this 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 thread that weaves us all together. It's absolutely hip hop, but there's been so many surprises, um, and and that's part of the journey for us is to be surprised because that's what life's all about as well. It's always going to shock you anytime anytime mm. you walk around the Apollo pole. Brown had a really um, a weird sense of humour, like he was so funny. <laughs> yeah. But when you listen to his music, it don't scream funny. It's very no. serious. It's um, it's got a certain feel to it, and he was, you know, I brought up the fact that I know he used to rap, and he's like, no, that ain't me, and he had this glint in his eye, like, it is me, but I'm not gonna talk about it. So it was um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I think for me, sometimes we look at these people like as these untouchable superheroes, 
but then you realise they're down to earth just like the pavement and there's not as much distance or space between you they're literally like something says they're, they're one of us and that's always um, it's always refreshing and I've learned not to go in with expectations recently we just, we just spoke to Capadonna we had a list of questions we must have asked about four of the twelve questions because he just went right. off and it's really important as podcasters yeah. we learn to listen like he's an interesting character wasn't he listen though? he is who he is like his raps are not a joke you listen to his raps that's who he is I've learned this now and it's really important as podcasters we listen I think at the beginning and I'm guilty of this you kind of want to talk and establish your personality and your quote unquote <laughs> you want to establish your brand but listening, man, you just let people, they're the stars. They're the reason why, you know, you're, you're on this platform. And just listen and you get all the gems. And it's helped me even in my personal life in terms of just listening, listening to conversations. What are people saying? What's the intent? Asking questions, interacting, sharing energy. It all comes from this. So it's, it's been real dope. Nice. I, I, should, I should add that there were a couple of other people that I might have forgotten that I just want to add. Um, Sean Cantrowitz is another one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Lord the Shuffle. Shuffle. The Shuffle. What a guy. <laughs> he, he is genuinely what an absolute yeah. legend. Again, just found like we had similar tastes and we've said it to him like, yo, Sean, you're one of us. And he is absolutely one of us. And again, this is, it's a wonderful thing, I think, to piggy bank of what Chris said, but to be a bit more spicy. I think we're doing this for, for the culture and, and also to learn a lot about the people we're speaking to. It is about the subject. The problem that we have sometimes in hip hop, and we've always had this problem, is there's no, you know, there's no entry, there's no barrier to entry. Anyone can do this. Anyone can claim hip hop. Anyone can say they they were outside and they, you know, they do all these this work. But some people are not writing their questions, right? Some people are not doing their own research. Some people are taking. Some people are absolutely taking credit for things they haven't done. We're over here, ghost ghost producing podcast, bro. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that, that colonizer mentality of thinking this belongs to you, no, hip-hop is everything. It belongs to all of us. And so whether, whether you, you know, you're digging the crates, whether you're just a vinyl collector, whether you're just a, you know, just a regular listener, whoever it is, this belongs to you. It doesn't belong to any right. one individual. Right. And I think we ha- what we have to do in this country and everywhere around the world is not take this assumption that because you've done something, it's yours now. No, no, no. There's people that came before us, they'll come after us. And what we have to do is do justice and do right by them. Because it's like the Maya Angelou quote, we stand, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. People have died over this, so we can't take this for granted. And I'm very passionate, and as anyone listens to the podcast, it's a big thing for me about colonizers because I can see it. And, you know, granted, a lot of people cannot see through that. They don't have the research, they don't have the information, but we can't do that. Vice, the things that you're doing, like we, we mess with you because of the energy and, and, and the way in which you approach your craft. You know, great questions. They're thoughtful. You're not taking other people's stuff and passing you know, it. You know, he's, not, he's not coming and to us for the source but doesn't want to list us in the ingredients. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a table of right, contents. Right, you right, understand? right. Let's talk. Right. Let's talk. Because it's, 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 it's absolutely akin to colonizers that take a recipe from a culture and then put their brand yeah, like on the it. Colonel, that's ours. Like the colonel. Do you know what I'm saying? We can't, we cannot, cannot do that. This is too sacred to mess with. Because like you said, it's an identity for many people. I'm, I'm me myself, I found, I found myself through rap. Rap music, hip hop, you know, some of the greatest artists and some of, you know, some lesser known artists are the ones that got me through my but darkest moments. I will in say my this, though, you say it's your identity, and I hear you and I understand, but what we now have, excuse me, Vice, I know we're going to go off on one, but we're here. Cool. Um, you have people with manufactured <laughs> identities, right? So they, they kind of come up with, you know, like, I've always been cool. You've always been cool. I had my own page in the school yearbook. I know what it's like to be cool. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so you have a lot of people with these manufactured um, personalities because they want to they wanna be known for being into hip-hop as opposed to being active participants of the culture. Yeah. Right? So right. when I was getting into hip-hop music, you'd spectate, you'd participate, then you innovate. Those are the three stages, right? Now you've got people literally just said, I want to be this person, this persona. It's almost like a wrestler, you know? This is my gimmick. In the wrestling industry, they call it a gimmick, your character. And you've got people who are now characters 
who are now using their platforms and they're trying to they are trying to build an audience for themselves but claim they're trying to build a community for everyone this is this is a culture created by marginalized people like why why must i decrease for you to increase in the words of lauren hill you know i've had people say to me on the side like you know some of the conversations i've had you know it's almost like people are trying to tell me who i can and can't speak to on my podcast places i can and can't go like bro like come on man you know i was outside before you i am your og and you will address me as such that's my energy right now (laughs) so just just to close up so what's next for breaking out from from our point of view there there are a lot of things happening there's a lot of things in the works and i think i think i want to say and chris feel free to to shoot me down i think there's and chris kind of mentions it's about innovation what we're looking at trying to do and we're trying to have discussions with like-minded individuals in this space is how do we elevate this part of the culture and that's you know because i'll be honest with you vice us three we can talk rap for yeah. hours we really really could we could pick an error <laughs> we could pick albums and we can do that and that is great and it's and there's value to that but then there's also people coming in how do we how do we elevate this 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 part of the culture to the place where they can take it and run with it even further and so that's the next part for us is innovation not just it's not just going hey we've interviewed someone for 50 minutes oh we'll we'll talk to you about this album we can do that in our we really could yeah, YouTube yeah advice. sure we can do that in our sleep how do we create a a ecosystem where we can all win thrive get paid and still keep the essence and integrity of what we're trying to do well, so, that's next um, for us. yeah nice. I'm, I'm, I'm with Summit 100% a big thing about community and it's, I've said this to Summit as well if, if we need to be able to provide opportunities for each other you know if if if, if, if I you know someone comes to me and say I'm looking for a producer to do some sync licensing Vice you're one of the people that will come to mind and say hey I know someone there you go boom 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 so yeah based on what um, Summit just said it's about elevating um, me personally the whole breaking at breaking atoms thing you know publishing book writing all that kind of stuff we want to look at in in the future and by the time this episode is out our first podcast series you know would have been out which is exciting yeah i mean brooklyn's finest the making of reasonable doubt by jay-z a five-part podcast documentary series we did over 20 interviews 20 interviews bro there's literally i think over a hundred hours of audio and we sifted <laughs> through all of that. We edited it ourselves. We, we wrote the script. We did the voiceovers. We did the sound beds. We spoke to Jazzo, Ski Beats, Pain in the Ass, uh, Abdul Malik Abbott. We spoke to um, Charlie Braxton, David Lockwin, Dar Adams, Rob Markman. Like everyone who was either involved in the project or knows about the project in depth. So we spoke to you know, a, a variety of trusted voices in the culture and um you know the, the the response has been been very positive and you know hopefully we can we can do some more and we can celebrate our culture in the same way you know people celebrate i don't know sergeant pepper or thriller or yeah Miles davis you know we should be able to celebrate souls soul on ice and jewels and mm. you know king t in the same way um, and that's that's kind of what you know we want to do and create these these podcast series and these documentaries that will ultimately serve as reference tools for people coming up that they can pull out these things in the same way we used to pull out the source magazine read it and it was a portal to that time and you can cross reference yeah. and get information we want our podcast to to be used in the, in the same way that's a great way to end guys the actual factual and and the potty mouth of the south aka the failed homo sapien yeah he never said that name today did he yeah he didn't know yeah 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 he got got in his own public speaker uh, back (laughs) i know yeah but it's it's been a genuine pleasure and it's it's really good to dig a little deeper in terms of what you guys are doing and how this came about and you know it's definitely like you said i mean it's it's clear how much you guys are doing for the scene and really trying to move it forwards and it's and it's exciting seeing that bump it and I, I love kind of seeing the guests each week where there'll be people where there's certain it's, it's kind of like those classic hip-hop albums where you know there's an artist and you will just buy it blindly regardless it's like oh hang on a minute it's them done doesn't matter don't need to hear it it's kind of like that with the podcast now with what you guys are doing with breaking atoms where it's like 
I have faith in the brand and I know a lot of other people do where it's like okay if these guys have got them on then I know they're going to be interested to listen to I know I know they're adding something and I know I'm going to take something away from this and I genuinely don't think there's that many podcasts it, I mean it's probably a handful a small hand as well with not that many fingers that, that are doing something to that degree so you know thank you on behalf of you know myself and other listeners in terms of what you guys are doing and, and please keep doing it and uh, bring in bringing those gems and and the main source i mean yeah that's what appreciate that's what you thank, thank you, you. And, um, yeah big up to you and your platform i i tune in every week and yeah. you know big up the fine magazine because they've supported sure. me for years yes. even you know just just the way we've come back full circle i think is dope so appreciate you appreciate Thanks, all man. the listeners Breaking atoms, man. We break it down to the very last compound. You dig? Digging the crates with vice beats. I saw his life slipping. This is a minor setback. Yo, still in all we living. Just dream about the get back. That made him smile, though his eyes said, pray for me. I do you one better and slay these niggas faithfully. Murder is a tough thing to digest. It's a slow process. And I ain't got nothing but time. I had near brushes, not to mention three shots, close range. Never touch me. Divine intervention. Can't stop by from drinking my ties with Tata down in Nevada, ha ha, ba ba. World life, I dabbled in crazy way. Without rap, I was crazy straight. Partner, I'm still spending money for 88. What? Including the tracks played, go to thefinemag.com.